step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon, and this is Kimberly with Black Free Thinkers. Again, this is Kim with Black Free Thinkers. We are here to challenge you to think and live for yourself. Again, we are here to challenge you to think and live for yourself. This is Kim, and today's show, the theme of it is Land of the Greed and Home of the Slaves. You know, do I have to sing it out for you? Land of the Greed and the Home of the Slaves. That's basically where we are, right? You know, I should have gotten an MP3 and had to whip cracking right now, you know. And one thing I did find out, I did look it up, but did you know that whip cracking is a sport now? So today we have um, Jacob Eaton with us again from BAAU. Welcome, Jacob. Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing today? We are good. What about yourself? Oh, I can't complain at all. It's uh, Well, I can complain, but really nothing's going to happen unless I do it my dang self. So that's about it. <laughs> Man, everything that's happening out here. I wanted to read a couple of quotes that I posted on my page and in the group, as well as the Black Free Thinkers page and the People of Color Beyond Faith. So these were written by Hampton Institute, and I've posted some articles from them as well. So as we go through the show today, I'm going to refer to some articles. Many of them have been posted, but a few of them have not. So I'll make sure to post those either today or tomorrow, right? But for the most part, if you all really, really, really want to see things that I post that I don't necessarily post on Facebook, um, our Reddit forum. If you go to Reddit, R-E-D-D-I-T dot com forward slash Black Free Thinkers, spelled out one word, B-L-A-C-K-F-R-E-E. T-H-I-N-K-E-R-S, you'll see a shitload of links and videos and things that I post over there. Ironically, that is also our PayPal, Black Free Thinkers. That's our cash app, and that's our Venmo if you feel generous today. Uh, you know, we're, we're out here trying to help people. So anyway, these two quotes from Hampton Institute. When capitalist notions of success, money worship, chasing carrots, climbing ladders, infiltrate working-class culture as they have, we become our own worst enemy. Scratching and clawing at one another for scraps is a fool's game. We must destroy the carrots and kick out the ladders. So I posted that, and then the second quote ourselves is capitalist's deepest and most damaging hook, because once it sinks in, we will dedicate our entire lives to chasing money, and no matter how woke we try to be, each pursuit tightens the knot of systemic oppression. So how about that? You know, Hampton Institute, you can find them on Facebook, you can find them on Twitter. The handle on Twitter is at Hampton Think, H-A-M-P-T-H-O-N, T-H-I-N-K, and I wanted to make sure that I credited them with that information, and 
you know, I won't even lie to you guys. I am so happy that I do not have to get up daily to go to the plantation and work with crazy-ass white people all day. And many of you that have to. (laughs) Wrong, wrong. (laughs) You know. Just rub it um, in for the rest of the populace, okay? Just rub it in for your viewers now. Man, no, I'm not rubbing it in. I mean, quite a few of you all are at home, too, so you ain't got to deal with the crazy white people either right now. You know, it's just that, you know, (laughs) most of you aren't generating an income while (laughs) avoiding the fuckery, right? So They see that you just long for that, you know. A lot of people out here, you know, see, this I don't have to deal with them. I just drive from point A to point B and get there as best I can. Exactly. Be on time. Exactly. <laughs> right. That's the whole thing. You know, no CP time. They can't have the that. For a week because, yeah, well, I had to come off the road for a week because these people are getting dumb. They just like, you know, walking around, la, 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 la. There's no Corona. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I told myself, I was like, you know, right, I'm going to go home and let some people die. I mean, I hate to sound like that, but that's what I had to do. I had to let these people, people die so people get a little serious and stuff, you know, before I go back <laughs> out on the road. So don't be walking up on me, you know. I don't have my mask on. Don't be right. walking up on me. You know, that's just how I am. You know, it's just bad. There you go. It is. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. We've already had four di- drivers go down. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. You know, and I definitely want to make sure that we give our condolences to the people who have been hurt and harmed by this virus, whether it's them personally or someone that they know or love. You know, all of that is important. We also want to give our condolences to the friends and family of Joseph Lowry. You know, we just lost him, and he was 98 years old. I did not know he was 98. He was still getting around and doing his thing, you know, looking good. You know, but um, we lost him, and so there is another icon, legend that we've lost, you know, within the last 10 years. It's been devastating, you know, uh, whether it's, you know, people that were out there for civil rights, you know, some musical giants. I mean, just a lot of people. Hell, my mama, who was a rock star to me, you know, Mm -hmm. um, we've lost a lot of people. So, you know, again, our condolences and our heartfelt, you know, love and, and positive thoughts and all of that to you out there that are hurting at this time, not only because of these types of losses, but, you know, some of you aren't working, you're not generating an income, they're trying to give us this little stimulus, which is a joke, you know, 1200 bucks, and you may not even get the $1,200. And, you know, I, this wasn't going to be a part of the show today. But what I want you guys to do, especially people who are working poor, poor people, you know, white, black, brown, whatever, you need to go and do a Google search for IRS and stimulus because some of you do not file taxes every year because of your income or lack thereof. But you can fill out a form and send that in, and then you'll be able to at least try to make yourself qualify for the stimulus. So just go out, do a Google search, IRS Stimulus 2020, 
and it'll be some articles that'll pull up and, you know, it'll show you the form that you need to fill out. So, you know, I want you guys to go out there and do that. I don't want you to think, you know, you're going to be left out because you didn't file taxes. There's a way around it. So you go and you find that people that are on. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. And if you owe child support, you can't get a. You know, you can't um you can't get anything, you know, it's just it's just a trip. It's bad. You know, it's just bad right Oh yeah, now no, you shit out of luck if you owe child support. Yeah. So what are those people supposed to do? They still need the money to operate to live. You know? It's just bad. Right. And all the way around. Exactly. And if they're not gonna get it, you know, will that additional money go to their children? Go towards their child support, you know, um, balance. And what about people, yeah. women that are pregnant? Do you get to claim mm-hmm. for your unborn child? You know, because I don't even know if they're still getting WIC and and food stamps and things like that. I really don't know what's happening out there. But you know, I think since they said all they are. lives matter. Yeah, but I mean, but since all lives matter, you should be able to get you know five hundred dollars for that fetus that they want to kick off the rolls anyway. All lives matter until it comes to the economy, right? And grandma and grandpa and sick people and poor people and everyone else that they consider a burden, right? So (laughs) funny how that works out, you know, but I wanted to let the listeners know we are now on Spotify and we have more changes to come. You can find us on social media and please follow or subscribe New podcasts are coming soon. Just, you know, there are some changes happening on the back end. So, again, Black Free Thinkers, one word. And you can also do Black Free Thinkers, two words, Black Space Free Thinkers. But on Spotify, it's one word, Black Free Thinkers. And I want to definitely give some shout-outs. Um, shout out to Cadero and his podcast, The Awakened Soul. He interviewed me a couple of weeks back, and I need to post it and retweet it. I had a really good time with this interview. We had some fun. Again, you know, I haven't been on social media a lot in the past couple of weeks. I just really started posting again in the last few days. But I haven't been out to Twitter to look at all of those notifications because I got like 100 of them. And I need to go back so I can retreat that. And then we're going to have Codera on the show soon. So I need to set that up and arrange it. And I was contacted by Hunter Thompson, and he has a podcast now called Captain Hunter. So I'm going to check that out early this week. But I definitely wanted to acknowledge, you know, those two wonderful people and to thank them for being supportive of us and this show and and just being wonderful people because, you know, people are out here, they're trying to do their thing. And, you know, I do not mind promoting other folks, you know, especially if you're not on some nonsense and, you know, we don't have that problem with these folks here, but we definitely need to give a shout out to the service people who are keeping this country alive, keeping people eating, helping people to survive, you know, especially our elderly, elderly, because they can't get out there, you know, and, and they have special hours at some stores for the elderly to be able to come in and shop but sometimes that's not even available to them, and even some of them are even scared to do that. So we can't we can't forget them. You know, reach out and call someone today that's elderly that may need some help. You just never know, or they may be depressed, 
from all of this, and especially since you have idiots out here saying that the elderly should go back to work and sacrifice themselves for this country. You know, when you start throwing people into volcanoes and shit. Go ahead, Jacob. (laughs) Yeah, wasn't that some shit? Sacrifice Lima for the economy. (laughs) 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 Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I got some uh, worldwide updates, like countries that are doing it big and countries that aren't. Apparently, South Africa is doing it big. They have shut the entire place down for the next uh, month. Well, they're almost in them to a month, and they've shut down. So they're a little worried now because into some of the very poor ghettos, they've gotten a few cases there. So they're, you know, they're kind of panicking about that because they don't want the thing to take off there. Um, countries that are doing it bad, the Philippines. Apparently, um, we have some um, some atheists over there, and they're uh, struggling right now. They have no food. Um, you know, they 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 didn't pay them. They just fi- you know they just put laid people off and didn't pay them. So they got no money, no food, no nothing. The government sent some rice last week, and it had bugs in it. And then they're going to send them some more money. It's supposed to give them some more money, some more food later on this week. Store shelves are empty. It's bad. So yeah, that's what's going on right now. But uh, so right now, big ups to South Africa. Two thumbs down for the Philippines. So it's kind of funny. Have you noticed, like, with all these, like, kind of, like, quasi-fascist nations or fascist governments, they're all, like, really falling down about this whole thing? Like, look what's happening in, in London. London just now finally woke up and said, oh, we might need to quarantine people. We might need to have right. a, 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 have people stay in the house, you know? But exactly. I mean, like, look at what France well, look at what France is doing. You know, now they're paying people, and they're rejecting the austerity. They really don't have a choice. You know, France and a few other countries that are paying 70 80 90% of people's salaries until we come up out of this, you know, great depression. But go ahead. Finish up what you were saying. Yeah, you got France that's doing it big. Those, those Scandinavian countries are doing it big. Hell, even Germany's doing yep. it big. You know, austerity exactly. does not work. Never has. Exactly. And what's, oh, yeah, definitely. But what's interesting about, you know, the last couple of comments that you made is that re- America is rejecting any and all help from Cuba, and they're telling other countries to reject Cuba's help as well, while at the same time offering serious money to Germany for their research. How about that shit? So you still want to be racist during a pandemic, <laughs> no, exactly. And these other countries are like, nah, bump that. We're gonna get Cuba's help. <laughs> you know, Cuba and China, Cuba and China, because he's yeah. rejecting China's help as well. Yeah, exactly. He's a nut. Ain't that some it's shit? A, that's all. It, that is all it is to it. He's a nut, and you know, we got then. I mean, and it's weird too because the people are going to be, you know, yeah, black and brown people, we're going to get affected and we're going to get hurt. But the people who are really going to get the, the, you know, the snot kicked out of them is when this stuff gets into these rural areas. Like here. Exactly. You know, and um, hold on one second. Uh, Yeah, in these rural areas, those are places. Um, in these rural areas and stuff like that, that's where it's going to get real bad because they don't have the hospitals. They don't have the beds. So 
Exactly. Those people that need to go on ventilators, they're just going to die. You know, if you didn't get sick exactly. early on, you're going to die. You know, <laughs> and it's bad. It's bad. So what, what's Trump's game plan here? Is what he just plans to kill off all the supporters? <laughs> well, you know what? You know, we're going to get into that a little bit later. But, yeah, I kind of think so. Well, not necessarily his supporters. See, his supporters aren't the aim. You know, he doesn't have his sights set on his supporter. He has his sights set on other folks. And we'll get to that in a minute, you know. But um, Yeah, but it's not, it's this not going to work. That's the problem. It ain't going to work exactly. like that. It ain't going down like that. It's going down like your supporters, since you're telling them to go to church and stuff, they're going to get it. Okay? Yep. They're going to get sick. They ain't going to be here. So who's going to vote for you? Exactly. Exactly. But see, that that's the, where the danger lies in. The few people that will still be alive that, you know, voted for him and believe in him, they will go out to vote. It's everybody else mm-hmm. on the other side. Will they go out to vote? Because they'll probably feel like, well, everybody else has it. They can take care of this. Same thing that happened with Hillary. People didn't go out to vote. Mm-hmm. They weren't enthusiastic about her, just like we're not enthusiastic about Biden. And at first, I was going to reject voting because of Biden, you know, Jim Crow Joe. But, you know, I mm-hmm. sat back and I thought about it, and I felt as though that would be unfair to, you know, people who are, you know, struggling, whether it's people that mm-hmm. I know and love or just, just regular everyday people who I love in my own way. So I have a responsibility. Even, you know, mm-hmm. even though I'm like, I don't want to vote for that motherfucker. But, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, I may not necessarily have a choice. However, I still don't think he's going to be any better than Trump. That's just my opinion. And so, I mean, so when when you have those types of thoughts, it's like, then what next? And for those that have been listening to this show for years, I have been saying forever that we need a third and fourth party. Angela Davis didn't endorse anybody, and she's out here saying that we need a third party. And, you know, it's a number of people that agree we've been needing a third and fourth party for a long time. Now, for those of you that are socialists, communists out there, you really want to go and read this book talking about the Liberty Party. So just go and look it up, Liberty Party, and it talks about, you know, um, in Hammer and Hull, right? Hammer and Hull and the Liberty Party. You go out, you look at that, but it talks about communism and Alabama farmers and some changes that they were able to make. And and so, you know, we'll be talking about socialism and communism throughout this show. You all know how I feel about this. You know what I post about it. But, you know, again, you know, I love giving out books. So <laughs> those those are a couple of books that, you know, you would be interested in reading. And you may be able to find some of them on PDF, so you can just look around and um, find out about it. But, no, I'm just sitting back looking at all of this stuff, Jacob, and, you know, social media already separated us from each other to a certain extent, right? And now you have social distancing, and some of these people are losing their damn minds. And I won't lie, I'm kind of in the same boat. I don't go out a lot, but being told that I can't go out the house, well, that's a different damn story. So I'm sitting back, and I'm sitting here watching the Tiger King and shit, and I don't really watch stuff like that because I feel like that type of shit rots your brain. But, <laughs> you know, I got to do something to entertain myself other than going out and trolling folks, you know, because I get great joy in doing that. <laughs> well, you know, you know I get I great out- joy in doing that. 
Exactly. Trolling people. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You know, I even went out Friday to get my prescription in Walmart. They said, well, we'll bring it out to the car. And I'm like, no, I need to get outside, get some fresh air. So I was motivated by pain and boredom, right? And then I was getting pissed off at the sick-looking white guy who kept walking by and asking questions while he's in my personal space. And I'm looking at him like he lost his goddamn mind, and you know. But I was suited up. I had my mask on. I had my glasses on. All of that. Only thing I didn't have on was a hat, right? But you know, this damn uh-huh. coronavirus, that shit attaches to your shoes and your clothes, and you know. And I already have this thing about people touching me. And, you know, this does not help. And even though he didn't touch me, he was in my personal space, you know, which means he was not six feet away from me. And I'm eyeballing yeah, his ass. Yeah, people don't take that serious. No. No, I was bad as hell. You know, and I'm like, Lord, I don't need to be starting fights with the white people at the Walmart. Let me get my shit and get the hell up out of this store, you know. And then I drove around the city for 30 minutes doing different things, just odd things. I was so bored, I even went to my damn storage room. That's how fucking bored I was. I knew nobody could could, ah, could contaminate me there because it wouldn't be nobody there. You know, so, you know, I also want to tell people to not be fooled. You'll have some of these people telling you that the hot weather is going to clear this up. That's not necessarily true. And if you go out and you read some of the articles out there that are talking about this by these health organizations, they're telling you that we may get a new round of this shit December of this year, January, February of next year. So we need for you to do your due diligence and to be vigilant. You know, so, you know, I don't think I will be attending shit for a while because mm-hmm. I'm not going to take that, that chance. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, so we this find thing is, I mean, these people use themselves. Yeah, I mean, these people use your brains. If this thing is taking off right now in African nations and stuff like that, then we have a problem. You know, we have a problem. This thing is taking off in African nations. I mean, not as bad because they had Ebola. So they know how to deal with these types of things. So, you know. Exactly. But these other people, they're tripping. I just don't get it. Oh, yeah. You know, definitely. Oh, man, we have a caller on the line. Is this Zeb? Hold on a second. Here's that. Press the button. Yeah. That's Zeb. That's Zeb. Yeah, hey, Zeb. I'm trying to get Lindy in. Hey, what's up, comrades? How y'all doing? Good. How are you, honey? Doing pretty good. You know, I just got uh, back home from uh, driving downtown. Looks like shit out there. We got homeless and campus all over the place. So I'm sitting wondering what's going to happen then when this shit really hits the fan. You know, because we got the shelter in place. And, you know, you can't put homeless people in a fucking shelter, you know, because they're all going to be, like, fucking, uh, you know, contaminated and shit. And they already are doing it. We're letting uh, prisoners and people in jail go here, and they've already been uh, exposing shit. So uh, it's exactly. crazy, you know. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, my thing is we talked about it yesterday. These motherfuckers are just trying to kill us at this point. Yeah. And I'm really worried about that, you know, with the homeless population and, you know, people that are imprisoned. Now, down here where I live, what's been happening with the homeless people is basically the people who are already living in the Mission or the Salvation Army or, you know, the Goodwill Shelters, we have a number of them here. What they did is Mm -hmm. they locked them in place 
Now, they allow them to go out and everything, but they've been feeding them. They give them clothing and all of that, and, and they, mm-hmm. many of them have their own room. But, you know, they can go yeah. out, but it used to be a point in time where they could have family or friends come and sit and have dinner with them and visit. You know, so things are a little yeah. different down here. I live in a very, very white, privileged, entitled little city, right? And yeah. I'm basically, in yeah. <laughs> now, yeah, yeah. And so basically when all of this ended up, you know, and it's getting more serious, the people that are homeless, if you had not found a place to stay, you are mm-hmm. shit out of luck for right now. But I think they have some type of contingency plan that they're putting in place because there was this mm-hmm. white gentleman on the news who was homeless saying that he hadn't eaten in four days. Now, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And especially yeah. when you're in a little town or city like this, and mm-hmm. they want to keep their pristine image. So, yeah. you know, I'm just saying, you know, we have to address that because especially with some of these homeless people and some of the people that are in prison that are now being freed, they're going back to, you know, primarily or predominantly black and brown poor communities. So if yeah. they've already been exposed, now they're bringing it there, which is going to cause an explosion and, and, and mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in people with the virus or, you know, being virus attached, if you will, meaning somebody is coming home because they don't have anywhere else to stay. So they have to come yeah. home every night. And what's interesting is in New York, some of the hotels, the high-end hotels, are offering doctors and nurses and first responders free rooms so that they won't go home and infect their families. But that's not being instituted around the country, and I really think it should be. But, you know, let's talk about this because, you know, they're going back to these communities and infecting folks, and some people are being reinfected. So that's why they keep finding finding these new strains of it. So, I mean, yeah. how are we going to, you know, properly eradicate this? Because I fear what's going to happen in Chicago, Detroit, Houston, you know, Atlanta, you know, um, Birmingham, Mobile, New Orleans all of right these now. places. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. You know, exactly. I'm going to explain, you know, a lot of people don't realize, you know, you hear all these glorious things about Denver. Denver's nice. Denver has this. Denver has a huge fucking homeless population, and they've had a huge homeless population for a long time because after 2008, a lot of people lost their fucking homes. Not only that, I moved here in 2012. There has been so much gentrification here, which uh, has happened to the black and Hispanic communities. Not only that, poor white communities, they're being forced out in the suburbs. Rent, when I first got here, was cheap as shit, and they tried to blame it on the marijuana boom. No, that's not it. They let these contractors come in these business owners to suck up these um, properties, pay the, uh, what the uh, landlord was a lot of money for them, and then charge the hell out of the shit to people. Everything's ran by property management companies here. So if we want to strike and do a rent strike, they can just kick us the fuck out. And this is something about Denver that not a, people, a lot of people don't know. This is a fucked up city. We have huge homeless populations to the point that there's actually five empty homes per homeless person. Won't even think about putting them in there now. They set up themselves up in tents. Well, that's when the camping ban comes in. The cops will confiscate their, uh, their tents. They will confiscate their belongings and say, you can't sleep here. Well, where the fuck are you supposed to sleep if you're homeless? Why is someone going to take my shit if they expect me to pick myself up? They don't expect them to pick themselves up. They're slaves. They are mean nothing to them, like we all are. Right. You know, it's. 
Um, you and know, now you've got this. I'm sorry. Hey, one, one second. Ahead. I hate to bust in. Uh, Kimberly, um, text me the password so Lindy can get on. Oh, show. I just sent you. There is no password, so all she has to do is click on the link, and if she looks on the mm-hmm. page, she'll see where it says Skype. And if she just clicks that Skype button, then she'll be able to Skype in, and I'll be able to accept it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Something else has happened, Kim. You know, we know mm-hmm. no one can pay their rent. No one can pay their rent. So we've been getting an ultimatum. So, well, the, the judges and everything, the police departments, they want to evict us. But it's going to look down on our records. And I'm thinking, like, this is a global, international problem. And you're going to charge people right. rent. The city won't even give a rent freeze. And they're telling you to, hey, you know, work hard through it, work hard. How are you going to work hard and you're working at a bar or you're an Uber driver? You have nothing else there. And we have oh, to yeah. think about this. No one gives a fuck at the top. They don't give a damn about us. So at this point, we can't sit here and trust this system because all of us are disadvantaged. And as you said yesterday, and I said before, it's working as it was planned. All exactly. of us suffer while they sit on top and have whatever they want. And if we don't right. do something now or soon, we're just allowing it. We're just allowing exactly. it. Exactly. We are a very delusional oh, yeah. society. And now the thing is, oh, yeah. that I like is the fact that there's no fucking sporting events. There's no uh, concerts. There's no big events to distract people. Now they have to sit back and acknowledge what's going on because you can only watch Netflix so much. It's evident. Now the fact that these congressmen came out and they fucking knew about this, one calling it, comparing it to the Spanish flu, but they made a lot of money off of it. And it wasn't just the intelligence committee. It was the rest of them. They all knew it, both sides. So now they act surprised, which we know they're not surprised because the recordings are out there telling us, hey, don't worry about it. It's nothing. Now right. it's up to us exactly. to say something. We've got to say something. Because if we don't, like I said, we're just accepting the punishment. Right. And see, one of the things that, you know, I think is really important, and I'm sending this to you now, Jacob, in the inbox. I'm working on that. And basically, you know, what we need to pay attention to is you have Trump out here telling folks, that they need to go back to work, that they need to go back and spend their money and stimulate the economy and all of that fun stuff. But what I need for you guys to understand and remember, you have people like Sean Hannity, Glenn Beck, Barack Epstein, which is one of Don, one of Donald Trump's personal friends, and all of those folks out there, they are wealthy white landowners. So they own a swath of property around the country. And if people aren't working and people start organizing rent strikes, and I see the new person, I'm going to add you in in a minute, and and people are organizing rent strikes and not paying because they don't have the money, and, you know, you have different cities and states that are doing moratoriums, you know, you know, on rent and mortgage payments. Seattle? And even now, yeah, you know, they're not being able to get to the court to evict people because some courts are saying, no, we're not going to evict people. Now, his friends are losing money, not only through the stock market, but also not being able to generate income on their, you know, on their property from the people that are renting from them. So, you know, I want people 
able to look at the bigger picture. He's trying to make sure that his friends are not suffering because we've we've had over 500,000 millionaires lose their wealth within the past couple of weeks because of the crash of the stock market in this pandemic, right? And so we have to remember all of this. You know, these are rich white people covering rich white people. Let's pull this other person into the car. I think this is Lindy. Hey, caller. Hello, how are you? Good, Lindy. Hey, I'm glad you were able to get through. Finally, I can figure it out. (laughs) I'm not not very knowledgeable on on the app itself, Skype. First time for everything. Sorry, I'll let you continue. Oh, no, that's okay. You know, I mean, I want everybody to jump into this conversation, but I wanted to make sure that people understood about Trump and some of his motivations when it comes to certain things. Because, again, you know, like I said, land of the greed and home of the slaves, we are on a plantation. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because some of these white people, you know, they're sitting around trying to figure out what's happening. And I've been welcoming them to the seventh circle of hell for years. And so, you know, especially in the last few shows, I'm like, welcome to the seventh circle of hell. Donald Trump has kicked some new white people down here, and, you know, and there are more to come. And now we get, we just, you know, um, received and uh, welcomed 500,000, <laughs> you know, former millionaires to the seventh circle of hell. You know, welcome, welcome, welcome. And, you know, welcome, welcome to, to black being and black. Brown life. Exactly. But I welcome to the third circle life. of hell. That's my favorite. I mean, I'm just. Oh, the third you know, <laughs> Yeah, third. You know, something a lot of people aren't talking about. Look, what, something's mm-hmm. going on in Michigan that's not being reported much. They're turning their water off, and the water was shit already. They're turning the water yeah, off. Yeah, I read so they, that. How these people? Yeah. Are, yeah. Oh my god. And when we know Detroit is predominantly black and brown, what's happening to those people? Yeah. What's happening to those people in Flint, Michigan? They're being stolen of the water, which was shit anyway. How you wash your ass in the bad water? How you drink the bad exactly. water? You can't drink it if they take the shit away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, I mean, I think what's going on right now in this country is disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting, and it's it's and oh, there's going to be payback. I mean, I look at it like this: that when all this is said and done, a change is coming because people know exactly where they stand after this. You know, we thought that one, a lot of people thought they were convinced of, of uh, a different kind of thing. Uh, you know, oh, America's okay. It's, this is not that bad. Now they're seeing, like, I mean, in, in full effect, in live and living color, how this country really feels the fuck about you. And they don't care right. if you're black, white, left, or right. They don't give a damn. You know, if you're poor, you're not shit. Exactly. It's a war on the poor. Yeah, it's a war on the poor. And mm-hmm, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You you were talking. Oh no, I was gonna say I've been saying this for a while, but especially I've been driving it the past few weeks. If you are worth less than five hundred million dollars in your white, you are the new white trash. Welcome to blackness. Welcome to the seventh circle of hell. You did this to yeah. yourself mm-hmm. with this austerity to and the this project. fucked up economic models. Go ahead, honey. Uh, well, I'd like to add something also. Now, mm-hmm. we've, you look at these Republicans that have been real conservative, and now they're finding out that they're – I'm going to say it, the niggers. 
That's what they're realizing now. And they are getting pissed off about it, and that's why they've been breaking bad for the past few years, because they've lost that entitlement. They realized the American dream wasn't for them either. They know that shit. And I think the thing exactly. is, before they, before they go all the way to the right side, this is a good time to get them under us. Let them know, this is you. We're you. There's no other way around yeah. it. You can sit here and say, hey, I'm higher because of my pigment. No, you're living on the street now. You're living in the projects now. What happened to that authority of your color? No, it wasn't there in the first place. And you tell them about the Civil War. That's when they really lose their shit because it was wealthy white landowners making them fight and saying, hey, you know what? They're taking this from you. They're taking this. No, those people weren't reaping the benefits of slavery because they couldn't even get fucking jobs because the slaves were doing everything. Exactly. And that's the thing we need to let them know, that you are nothing Nothing, and I also correlated it to this. When black and brown people are killed in the street, the media makes money off of our black and brown tears and the glorification of what happened. But they refuse to talk about the white people that are getting killed by the police because it doesn't fit the narrative. And if the white people exactly. knew this, if they knew it, they'd break fucking bad. Wasn't I used to talk about that all the place? time. Wasn't yeah, there a riot, it was a riot in, in New someplace? York. It was a riot in New York. Basically, the police killed a black man, and the community rioted behind it. So, again, it goes back to what we were talking about yesterday. And for those of you that are like, what the hell? We had a six-hour conversation yesterday, and we were talking. But it goes back to some of what I was saying about Afro-pessimism and how you have white people out here who are sexually aroused or you know, aroused in some kind of way or excited in some kind of way at the shedding of black and brown blood and tears. And because of what's happening now, what usually happens in situations like this is that, you know, you have white people turning against black and brown people. And the only way they can feel validated and vindicated is by shedding black and brown blood. And this is why we're telling people to watch out and to be careful and to document these situations and put it out there. You know, it's extremely important, and it's a lot of that happening. You're going to be seeing more, but a lot of this is being suppressed by the media because the Trump administration has made it very clear that they don't want people knowing about the different protests that are still happening. I'm pretty sure they were ready to shit their pants when they found out that the Cheesecake Factory was proposing a rent strike across the country. Of all places, the Cheesecake Factory said, I ain't giving you shit. I thought they did do a rent strike. No, they did. That's what I'm saying. They're leading the cause. Mm-hmm. And that means yeah. right there, that's a company. Most of them don't, but they give a fuck. They give a fuck. Yeah. And that means something. And because, you know, most corporations don't give a fuck about anybody. They don't. Right. I mean, you call T-Mobile right now. You need to ask for an extension. Well, we're going to give you 60-day extension. Motherfucker, this shit's going to last more than 60 days. Right. <laughs> it's going to last a long time. Also, oh, they're gonna like come this. back and change it again. Don't worry about it. T-Mobile is actually halfway but, decent company. But we know we have to look at it like this: they only do it under pressure. These companies right. only do things under pressure. And my thing is, there's one thing we have the power to do that we don't know we have the power to do, but we can do it at any point: mass civil disobedience. Don't pay for shit. Don't pay a tax. If you take food, you just take it out the goddamn store. Because if you're all doing it. How the fuck are they going to get you off? We have to say no. 
Because until we do, we will continue this plantation life. We will continue to be first and third level class through that. We will, also, we will continue to be free, free slaves, free reign slaves, and cage slaves. It's just like the chickens. Oh, yeah, but what? Well, shit, you go exactly. to the store and they say, hey, these chickens aren't raised in a cage. Well, they still suffer the same fucking fate. We're slaves. Right. Just some of us are behind bars. And another thing I'll say, some of our greatest leaders are behind bars right now, and we don't even talk about it. There was a mass prison strike, and the media wouldn't talk about it. And what's happened, I write one of them regularly. They separated all these leaders, and they move them around a lot because they have the power to make prisoners say, hey, we're not fucking doing it. That's what we need exactly. to do on the outside and they had a, for those heroes on the inside. And they had a riot. And they had a riot in a prison in Colombia, and I think there are more. We just haven't found the stories yet, and I haven't re- really been out there investigating this. But one caveat, I want people to understand and, and take this in seriously. When you have anxious, angry, and scared white people, that spells trouble for everybody else. Very much and so. And I need you all to understand that. It's very important that you understand that, you know. So, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. You know, they want to separate the people. They, The people who are the thinkers, the influencers, and folks like that, what they're going to do is if they don't kill them or put them in jail, they're going to try everything they can to discredit, you know, these particular people. So, I mean, you know, you created this reality, you rich white folks. Yeah. You created this and reality. Are you happy? Noam Chomsky has talked about this for 50 years, how the media would turn, uh, how the media would turn the nation against people that are actually telling the truth. I mean, Malcolm X said it. I'm paraphrasing, but I guess the papers will have you uh, hating the people you're supposed to love or something like that. I'm paraphrasing, and that's what's happening. We're being pit against each other, especially within our own communities, black and brown, and it doesn't just stop at religion. It comes to LGBT issues. It comes to dark skin, light skin. It's so much separation with us, and we're the same, and we can't keep falling for this game. We are separated because someone's telling us to be separated. Every one of us are black and brown. There's nothing else, and as the system I believe in, not everyone believes in it. I'm socialist communism. Before you're black, before you're brown, man, woman, gay, straight, or whatever, you're a working-class person. You're equal, and we need to realize that. Even if they don't subscribe to my political belief, we have to understand that we're all equal and slaves in this motherfucker. Exactly. And, you know, when you're trying to get the message out there and trying to get it through to people, you know, again, you have to remember you have a lot of self-serving opportunists out there. And you have some black and brown people who think that they're special and that they're on this oh, you know, particular in the mission. Yeah. Especially in the woke community. That's why I kind of like don't fuck with them because these dudes, oh, buy my, my Neutrogena soap, you know, extract from cow dung. Yeah. You know, it's like, what the hell? <laughs> you know, and it, it's, yeah, Umar. it's all this quackery, you know, and that's what I find in yeah. the, that's yeah. what I find in the community. It's just a bunch of quackery and a bunch of con men and, and liars. You know, they'll sit here yeah, and Umar talk Trump. about, they'll sit here and talk <laughs> about revolution and know nothing about it. I asked one guy, he says, yeah, we'll lead the revolution. I said, okay, so um, how, what type of revolution? Oh, we're going to take our guns. Okay, so uh, you know how to shoot? Uh, 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 okay, so what are you really saying? So you're saying to get a bunch of people just jammed up by the government. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. 
makes sense. Oh, yeah. Communication. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And it's, mm-hmm. it's not just the woke community. It's also the Christian community because it's like they have mm-hmm. deified Trump. And I'm talking about white evangelical Christians. And for those that have been listening to the show, I do not reject black Christianity. I do not reject the black community. But I am anti-white Christianity, and I am anti-white church. And one of the reasons why is what they've been doing with Trump. They've made him their Messiah. And what happened, God sent us a plague. I'm being a little facetious with that, but, I mean, I need for you to understand where I'm going with this, because mm-hmm. Trump has the audacity to tell white evangelical Christians that he has done more for them than Jesus. Now, how about that? I thought Jesus Ooh. came and shed his blood to to wash you of your sins and to, to give you a new life and, and be a conduit for you to reach and get into heaven that your forefathers fucked up when they couldn't abide by the Ten Commandments. But Donald Trump has done more for you than your Jesus? How does that and work? And they worship the rich. They worship the yes. rich. And that's and why mega I'm not a Christian anymore. Prosperity gospel is Look, wrong. But go ahead. I'm not a Christian anymore, but I remember something my grandmama told me since I was a little boy. Matthew 19:24. It's easier for a camel to walk through the head of a needle than it is for a rich man to make it to the kingdom of God. And they've cast that shit aside. So that means they didn't believe that shit in the first place. They just were weak enough that they needed a leader to come out. They're weak people. Well, see, that's the cowards. Christian. Oh, yeah. White Christianity is, is, you know, basically is white supremacy. That's what it all boils Mm -hmm. down to. They are teaching white supremacy. And, you know, and the thing is, is that in addition to that, you know, because we were talking about this yesterday when we were talking about the prosperity gospel, the word of faith, the megachurches, is nothing but capitalism or hyper-capitalism on steroids. And we've been talking about this. And the other part, the other dangerous part of it is they have this hate for science. And that is what is hurting this country, and that is what is hurting our efforts with this particular pandemic. And there was an article, and I posted it on my wall, you know, and on the BFT and POC walls as well. But the thing is, is that, you know, again, a lot of this is being done on purpose. And Donald Trump, like I said, he's not a stupid man. He's ignorant as hell, but he's not stupid. But their Messiah is also out here disenfranchising people who have immunocompromised systems. So with the medication for lupus and rheumatoid arthritis patients, you know, they're not, some of them are not able to get their, their medicines and things. And, you know, I've been seeing that in the groups. You know, we've talked to some people. And what I need for you guys to understand is that lupus disproportionately affects black and brown women. And I need for you to think about that. This guy is trying to kill us. And in addition my grandmother. to, you know, not only, yeah, yeah, yeah. In addition to not, not only the medication, I need for you all to understand that what his response to these governors and these mayors who will not genuflect and kiss his ass is basically extortion. So he's he's extorting and gaslighting the country, and he says, be nice to me, and you get shit, which is why Florida got everything they wanted, but everyone else, he even said that he would not even, you know, entertain a conversation with the governor of Washington, with the governor of Michigan, and, you know, going back and forth with, you know, Pritzker from Illinois, and back and forth with Cuomo and de Blasio from New York, and, and a number of other examples, but I need for you guys to understand that, understand that what he, what he 
he's doing is hurting and harming a lot of people in his 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 you know quest for revenge because everything that he does pretty much is revenge based and now he's focusing his revenge in this particular you know pandemic you know that we're dealing with he's focusing on democratic mayors and democratic governors people that are part of the democratic party people who rejected him people who questioned him people who challenged him anyone you know and and what he doesn't seem to understand is that it's going to have you know a very very big impact on his base but he doesn't give a fuck who dies as long as it's not ivanka right but I don't know exactly. about Ivanka. I think he. I think it's somebody else he's interested in. Ivanka seems like he's old news. <laughs> <laughs> and I I'm think he horrible, sabotaged but... the country's. Well, I think he sabotaged the country. The country's response to this on purpose. You know, and what I he's doing is good old fashioned American shakedown. That's what that is. It's fascism. Yeah, he's hurting himself. I mean, it's hurt. It's like he's like it's almost like he's trying not to become be president again. You know, I mean, I don't honestly, know. I, mean, I think like I think he knows he's going to get it again. I know he knows he's going to yeah. get it again because either he's going to get voted in or he's going to say fuck it, there's no election, and he has that power. And the Republicans have the Senate; they have that power. And at this point, when fascism coming into place, where late stage capitalism, in, I think if one thing would cause this country to lose its mind. It's him canceling the election. I think that would be the one wake-up call for these people to make them just wake up and start doing some shit, going, having these young people go out and protest and stuff, is that. But you, you know, got to remember, you know, yeah, but the thing about it is with his, his people, his base, they are well-armed, and they will say they will come to your neighborhood. They will go to black and brown neighborhoods and, quote-unquote, patrol them. You know, there's the yeah. militia groups that go and patrol the black and brown communities. And one of the things that Trump is doing is he's trying to basically shield himself from taking responsibility and being held accountable, which is why he's pushing it down to the states. He's pushing it to mm-hmm. the states so that those governors and those mayors will be blamed, not him. So there is a method to his madness. So I just need people to pay attention. I will say yes. this, though. I will say this. This is where the Democrats fucked us because they sat there and told us to get rid of our arms. They say be peaceful little fucking peons, and now we're the ones with no arms. We have nothing, and they've been telling these people this for so long. But I mean, Malcolm really X said, don't no put your arms. gun down. Let's, let's be real. Well, let's be real. Do, but do we really have no arms? <laughs> <laughs> Not like them. Not like them. <laughs> Not like them. Yeah, well. And that's the bad thing. Look, you can Hey, look, they can have as many guns as they want, but you're going to shoot one at a time. True, true. Okay? True. So let's, let's, be, let's be real about that. And also, let's be real about this, too. There's more of us than them, and the militias can come to any damn neighborhood they want to, but if people start shooting at them, you know, if they start shooting the people and they start people start shooting back, that's their ass. And they right. know it, too. Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle made a point. He's a rich son of a bitch, but he made a point. If every minority in this country started getting guns, shit would change real fucking quick. What do you think has been going on the past three years? What do you think has been going on the last three years? Hey, I got what I need. We just need more people. Well, we're not going to talk about that, but all I'm saying is we need cohesion. 
you know, all I'm saying is, what do you think has been going on the past three years? Gun sales right, have been the, as high as ever, but it's been high because we've been buying them. Exactly. Yeah. So, black people yeah, have I'm been buying the guns, that. and there no, are some black have gun clubs that Yeah. That's what I said, black and no, brown saying, people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah black and brown people have been buying more weapons, and there are some black gun groups, you know, that are like, you know, pretty much almost at the same status as the NRA. Black gun groups are exploding. People are buying more weapons. I mean, same thing are ha- is happening with the Asians because of what's been going on with them. The gun sales have been going up because of that as well. But I'm not really going to get into the thing with the Asians because right now they're out here saying they don't want black people coming to China and, and you know, showing their racism there. So that's that. neither yeah, yeah, yeah. I really wouldn't trip off of that because that's just some idiots. They found, you know, I mean, hell, you got a bit over what two billion people now over there. You're gonna find it would get easy to find an idiot. You just, you know, you know, you just go walk five feet. You're gonna find a moron. So <laughs> I wouldn't trip off of that. Yeah, come on. I mean, I'm a serious. lot of black and brown I mean, people move there. Yeah, a lot of black people got a member in a group. We have a member in a group. I, I can't remember his name, but he, he lives there. He lives right outside of Wuhan. And he said he's felt more comfortable and safe as a black man in China than in the United States. How fucked up is mm-hmm. that? Yeah, and, you know, yeah, Jacob made a point real. yesterday about Hong Kong protesters. The Chinese police were not kicking their fucking ass. If we did that shit hit here, we'd be fucked up. Yeah. They were not beating the shit out of those protesters. Those protesters were kicking their ass. You let us go fuck up and do some shit to cops, we'd be fucked up. So when you sit here and hear these presidents and these congressmen and these senators and billionaires say, hey, that's such an oppressive regime, and I'm not saying they don't have any problems, but you look at here, we've got more prisoners than any country in the world. We have more people right. dying by the police than any country in the world. So how can we sit here and talk about human rights violations when these two countries, them and Cuba, are actually trying to give us medication and test? One of these, and even these how- countries, only, only one seems like a dictatorship. That's us. Yeah. We're not free. I mean, even, I'm not saying they're free. Yeah, yeah I'm going to say it like this, too. It's like even how um, China is doing their, I guess, their former colonialism in, in Africa, it's totally different. It's basically you keep your government. We build you some, inf- you know, we're going to build this over here. You get to build some infrastructure over there. You work out some sort of deal with us so that, you know, you buy products from us, but also we're going to buy products from you. That's a big difference. You know, that's a less of a fucking than what you see in some of these other nations. I mean, when the IMF comes in, they're saying, no, we, you can't have your government, you know, especially that socialist one. They got to go. And in fact, we'll, we'll, we'll change that for you. We'll get one of your generals or something and have put him in place and run your country. Why you. do? And... And we're gonna put you in these damn. We're gonna put you in this this loan structure that you're gonna be paying forever, and you'll never get it paid off. So, right. thank you very much. Well, fuck you very much. That's the way you should say. There you go. Uh, yeah. So, um, so it makes you, you know, think. So it, who's it, the it, fucked up country then? I mean, I'm not saying China's perfect by a long shot. I'm mean, saying I don't. You know, I don't get. I don't like their governmental system. But on the flip side, I understand, okay? Mm-hmm. I don't like the system where you can't vote for your own um, who's running your country, but I also understand, you know, that's, but also you I know. Ask, what have I said about literate people? Literate people are hard yeah, I mean, to yeah. fuck over. 
And the thing is, most of those people don't want that system changed. They feel comfortable with it, and they rather have that instead of what we have because well, they it's get a basic human needs. Western influence. Well, it's a buffer against Western influence. If you have a government that's basically not elected, and you and it's a strong arm government for something, it's it's a buffer against Western influence and and things like that. And also, it makes it so that you can build infrastructure quickly, which is something that they're doing. Like they don't give a damn mm-hmm. if some people live over here in this old ancient neighborhood. Uh, pick up the neighborhood and move it. We're going to put this right here. <laughs> you know, you While know, giving them a house, though. Huh? While giving them a home, though. While giving them a home. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They I mean, I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but, yeah, I'm not saying, yeah. Over here, they say, them a home. So, yeah, well, yeah, I'm saying, it, well, it doesn't happen that fast. Like, that's why they're, you know, that's why that's a nation that decided, you know, 50 years ago, you know, hold on more than that, 60 years ago, 70 years ago, they decided, hey, this is what we're going we're gonna to be number one for the next century. And they've been moving that direction rather quickly. Yeah. So. And as you said, they're not perfect by any means. But another mm-hmm. thing I hate is how people say they're still an intellectual property, but you had them build all this material for 30 years. How are they not going to pick up on that and use that for themselves? It doesn't make sense. Because you can sit there and say they're stealing all this stuff, but how are they stealing it if you're having them make it? Now, they have phones better than Apple and Android. They have everything. And they also said, while we steal from America, we've got better technology. Makes right. sense. Why would you steal something lesser? And, yeah. you know, what's interesting I mean, about that is when you, go to, when you go to one of these Asian countries, China, especially Japan, there are certain things you cannot bring back to America. They will not allow you to bring certain types of electronics back. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and, you know, and I've talked to people about, you know, the way that the, you know, industry is set up in this country. You know, people think they have the best and the greatest now, but they have no idea what's, set, you know, sitting in some of these warehouses. And I'm like, you all have old shit. If we told you about some of the technology that's already out there that have, you know, that have been vetted and tested by the Department of Defense and the Department of Justice, people would be absolutely amazed. But they can't get a hold of it. Why? Because they got to sell all this old shit first because they've already invested the money on it. So they're trying to get a return on their investment. And besides, you know, in America, we don't necessarily have high standards of excellence. You know, is is no. you know again, this country has been dumbed down. Well, that's why you get a new we have iPhone another problem year. too. Is that our greatest and best technologies are, you know, under layers of top secret, secret, and everything like that clearances. So our best right. technologies won't reach the market because they've been classified. So, so you know, like we're, I mean, our our actual real technology technological level is probably about twenty years ahead of where we are right now. So you take exactly. whatever we have right now, and you fast forward twenty years, or so. Like think about it like this. So right now we're what two thousand ten. So nineteen ninety. I'm nineteen ninety technology is what we're using right now. So that's why exactly. you get a new iPhone every year, a new Android every year. They give you this old shit, hey, this is the brand new thing. But if people took the time yeah. to look into it, this technology's been there for a long fucking time. It's been there. Yeah, so that's, that's why, why, like, that's why it was so good to have something like a space program, because 
all that technology that they developed was most of it was like, you know, public domain stuff. So right. we're basically living off of a program we did, you know, back in the 60s that is still paying dividends to today. So, I mean, that's why, like, I'm a big proponent of, look, cut the defense budget, actually have a real defense, I mean, a real space program instead of letting billionaires do it for you, and keep it moving. And that will up our technology level so we can be ready for the next thing because that's what China's doing. You know, know, a lot of this stuff should be given to the public. We should own a lot of this shit. You look at gas and oil, you look at energy, that should be ours. That should belong to the people. Gas and oil is about to become irrelevant. I think I I I talked about this yesterday in the discussion. Um, With this virus and with some of the technologies that are – like literally just on the horizon. Um, a lot of the things that we, we do right now, um, like, you know, these oil prices and all this other crap and, 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 and just like these high utility bills, stuff like that, they're about to be the thing of the past. Um, and the job market is going to grow exponentially. And, but here's the problem. Yes. There's not enough workers. So what you exactly. generate in a period of time is called a post-scarcity society. Like our environmental concerns and stuff like that, like the rising sea levels, in less than 20 years or so, that's going to be a thing of the past. You can just basically build a factory, and the only thing it does is suck carbon out the air and turns it into oil. You in know, 20 years. turns into plastic, it turns it into whatever you want, huh? In 20 years, you what say, you say, right? You say it's about 20 years, right? Well, I'll say 20, this thing. Yeah. When it comes to that, when it comes to the environment, how long do we really have for that? Because all the scientists are saying, no matter what happens after the next five or ten years, we're at a point of no return. At so we can current, wait 20 years for that technology. No, no, no. I said at, no, the technology is here now. We have the technology. It's just mm-hmm. expensive because of power usage that makes it expensive. The technology is already mm-hmm. here. Canada is already building. So, uh, you know, we already have the technology to sequester carbon out the air and, and turn it back into other things. Have the technology. But, do, but it's, mm-hmm. uh, You're right. it's political right now in this country. It's political will. But I think that's going to come. I think that's going to change very soon, too. But do we so, have 20 years? That's the thing. No, we, we have don't. 20 years. Well, I mean, so we, the, we know the technology the is there. Worst case, yeah, to avoid the absolute worst case scenario. Um, yeah, we do have it. I mean, I think to avoid the absolute worst case scenario, I think there's going to be some bad things that happen. You know, I think Florida might become, you know, uh, a swamp. But, yeah. well, southern Florida is going to become a swamp. But, you know, other things, I think we might be able to avoid. But the thing is, I live in the Midwest. We are having massive heat waves. People are dying regularly, even they got, even though they got air conditioning. That's what I'm saying. It's not just the rising water. It's the fires that are happening. It's the heat waves. People cannot survive with this, and too many people are going to die for us to sit back and just say, hey, we've got 10, 20 years. And they're already telling us right now, fuck grandma, fuck grandpa. I don't want to say fuck my daughter. I don't say fuck my mom. I don't even want to say fuck myself. We don't Mm -hmm. have that long. And, you know, yeah, before catastrophic stuff happens, yeah, that's cool. But it's already catastrophic. We're at a major mass extinction right now. That is one of the worst threats we have. And what, over 60% of the animals that were here 60 years ago, they're gone. 
and it's because of pollution. It's because of deforestation and all these things that we should be fighting against right now. Because, yeah, we can wait 20 years. We can wait 10 years. But look what's going to happen in the meantime if we don't do anything. That's not something that we should sit back and wait for. We need to do something now because at one point our kids are going to be at risk. If we think this disease is going around as bad, what if it's actually an airborne disease next time? That well, is this really is an airborne disease. This is an airborne disease. Droplets. Yeah. And as yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson was talking about, what's going to happen now, this is going to be more so air involved. So you just walk past somebody and they don't have droplets, you just catch it. It's a different kind mm-hmm. of virus. That is yes, serious. Yes. And we understand that these viruses mm-hmm. that are coming up now, it's because of global warming. All these different things oh, every yeah. one or two years. And that's the thing. If exactly. we wait and 10 years, 20 years, it could be too late. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I mean, if you I go agree. out and I mean, search, there are, articles, there are articles out there showing before and after. Before the lockdowns, before people started staying in a the house, they have these aerial footage yes. photographs of like, you yes. know, beaches and oceans and, you know, and all of that. And you see a major difference. I mean, you know, you think about all yes. of this. Look, this Australia was on fire. <laughs> yeah, Australia yes. was on fire and it was raining fucking frogs. So we already got the yes. frog plague and now we got a pandemic. But yet, white evangelicals, you think Trump is your messiah. Okay, let's see how this shit works. Well, locusts in East Africa raising shit. Locusts in East Africa raising shit. Yep. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. And this is all global yeah, warming. Yep. This is all climate well, change. Well, I'm hoping it's a rapture so we'll have a much better place. <laughs> Yo, man, I'm waiting for the dinosaur asteroid, really. Y'all can take the rapture and all that shit. I want the dinosaur asteroid. Fuck that. Give you me know, the I want quick. The rapture, so I'll be here. I'll be here with all the other science heathens, and we'll just have a happy time, you know? Yeah. Oh. Well, hey, you know what? Hey, don't close. Okay. Well, see, check mm-hmm. out. We have to be, you know, I guess if we, if they're going to still insist that we be in a capitalist society, you know, maybe we need to start an insurance company so that these people can pay insurance to make sure that their dogs and cats are walked and taken care of once they're raptured, and we can look after their homes and their jewelry and shit. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Rapture insurance. Cut their yards for them and everything, you know? I mean, take care of them. Yeah, take care of the relatives that were, you know, heathens and sinners, you know, making sure they, that grandma and all them eat. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I think so. That sounds like a business plan. Yeah, rapture insurance. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it makes me think about what we talked about yesterday. You know, about um, we were talking about people getting their organs stolen from black people and everything, which I, I agree with, you know, all these things that are being taken from us genetically and everything. It's like what I brought up yesterday. What if, I know it's not true, but there was that stupid rumor going around that this shit wasn't affecting black people. And that was bullshit. But can you just think about it? If our pigment, if our melanin was fucking needed, motherfuckers that have been hardened clams for like 30, 40 years, they come out, hey, brother, you want to come to the barbecue? Hey, you want to hang out? You want to date my sister? Hey, she's a swell lady. Hey, my mom's cool, too. She doesn't have much teeth, but she's great, you know. And they're going to be like, hey, you know, while we're sitting down at this kitchen table, uh, you think we can have some of your melanin in my man? And that would be that dude who's like, oh, no, don't water down your race. No, you don't want this insignificant, weak melanin. I mean, you look at your white, your dominant race, even though you have no teeth. Look at you. You're incredible. Why would you need our melanin? No, don't do that. I wouldn't do that to you. You know, I'll be that guy. Yeah, but you got to remember, 
these people are, you know, conquerors. They're, you know, they're out here, they're bloodthirsty. And, you know, if you don't want to give them your melanin, they're going to find a way to take it. You know, Jacob was telling me about someone that the neighbor was trying to beat his ass and steal his bleach. You know, (laughs) if they're out here trying to steal bleach. Yeah, that 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 was me. Oh, that was you? That okay. was him. Yeah. I thought, <laughs> listen, no, why don't you tell us the story? Sideways. Oh, all right. Yeah, so tell I'm the story. I'm coming out of 7-Eleven across the street. All right? I'm coming out of 7-Eleven across the street. Okay? And this dude comes up to me, and the bleach costs $4.99. But he's trying to give me $10 for it, so I know something's fucked up already. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? You know, why are you giving me $10 for fucking $5 bleach? And he says his family needs it. I'm like, well, I need the shit, too, because I wasn't correlating at first. The dude got, like, fucking hard on me for a second. And he's like, I don't need the fucking bleach. I need the fucking bleach. And he's yelling at me. I'm like, fuck you, dude. So instead of giving a bleach, I slammed the whole fucking ball on the ground. Broke the fucking shit. Then he jumped at me. Well, dude probably got fucked up worse than he did when any point in his life. But that's the thing. These motherfuckers are scared that they're acting out. They're terrified. And that's the why I said. But that's Tell why I said. Oh, it would not be, it, oh, yeah, but, it would but, not but be yeah, wise. Wait, let me, well, let me, let me make this point. Well, let me make this point because of what you're sharing right here. Again, anxious, angry, and scared white people are dangerous. Mm-hmm. Well, go ahead. Finish your point. Yeah. Uh, Jacob, it wouldn't be wise for me to mention the police thing because I'm in contact with people. Um, but I will say this. He was so terrified, and he thought I should just give it to him, and he'll give me $10. It was a privilege to me. It's like, no. I've got my own shit. And just because you weren't prepared, that's not my fucking problem. And the thing is, they're terrified of us so much that they will act out in fear. Because I'll be honest, I'm not saying we're better than them, but as they know, we're bigger, we're stronger, and we're faster. And we think on the same level, but we're more resilient because of what we've dealt with. And that terrifies them. Terrifies the fuck out of them. Not only that, yeah, a lot of white women fuck us guys up. A lot. But look at these white men. Their women don't even want them anymore. They feel like they've lost everything. Everything that they thought they were entitled to, now they're feeling, finding out that you ain't no better than black and brown people. It's terrifying the fuck out of them. Scares them. And anyone who's scared, like you said, will act out. It would do whatever it can to take over what they fear because they don't even know the shit that they fear anyway. They're cowards. They're weak. So we're them to go around talking about, oh, we're big, strong, we run everything. No, y'all ain't shit without a group of you. Y'all won't fuck with right. nobody. Exactly. No, well, you know, but there are a lot more. of people out here. Oh, go ahead, Jacob. No, you go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, that's a lot of people that if they don't have their crew or a group of people, you know, they're not going to do anything because they will not act alone. But, Jacob, go mm-hmm. ahead make your point. No, what I was going to say is that's why I'm, like, really concerned about a lot of sisters out here being out here alone and stuff like that. Um, that's why I made sure my um, son's mom and my ex-wife both know how to shoot very well because, you know, they're the ones that are going to get talked about. You know, those are the ones that are going to get uh, somebody come up in their face first. Not going to be us men. It's going to be the women. And so that's why I'm always exactly. make sure, like, any woman around me, I make sure that she knows how to defend herself, protect herself, and be cognizant of situations. Because the most, most important way for self-protection is to not get involved in something in the first place, to see it coming and go the other way. <laughs> you know, a lot of people think, oh, I need to learn how to shoot, I need to hunt. Yeah, you need to learn all that shit. You need to know how to martial arts and stuff like that. Yes, all that too. But the most potent martial art 
is not to be there in the first damn place. So, right. you know, you know, and, and that's the thing. I mean, that's why I, I try to teach people, like, you know, how to be aware, be aware of your surroundings, look up, you know, because I mm-hmm. used to do um, physical security and stuff like that. And a lot of times how I secure a spot is I'd get up someplace really high and a little ways back, and I can see everything. And it would be so funny because I'd be right out in plain sight, but no one sees me because they don't think to look up. You know? Got that right. They don't think to look up. Most people don't think to look up. Just a simple thing. Look up. Look down. Look around yourself. And that's what I used to do. It's like, you know, I used to keep track of all my employees like that. You know, they'd be like, uh, you know, tell me. I'd call them on the CB and say, look, where are you? And they say, I'm over here. I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> or, <laughs> or I call one of the CB and be like, I'll say, turn around and look up. What? <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> and I only do that like once a week. I do that once a week. I mean, a lot of times I could just be at home and they would know to be where they're supposed to be because they, they didn't never knew when I was around or not around. And that's just how I used to do. And that's just some, that's you think they know technology is that good. You think they huh? know technology is that good at this point. You think they know technology is that good at this point. You know, that you can be watched everywhere. I mean, I see people with the jobs I work at, they do stupid shit. And I'm thinking like, I mean, it's like a bunch of cameras all over this place, even ones you can't see. You know, I was working with this one lady. And she brought me to the room, and she says, hey, Kevin's been saying he's in, uh, in the yard house the whole time. Kevin's in the, uh, on the other side of the building. Why don't you be calling him up, just like you said. Where you out, Kevin? Oh, I'm on the other side. I'm in the yard house. He stuttered already. And she just told him, no, you're on the other side of the building. I mean, why fucking lie? If you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing, and you fucking got cameras everywhere, I mean, it's just stupid at that point, you know? So you're right, Jacob. Yeah, there are even ways to avoid cameras, too. So, but. That's another story from another day. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. No, I mean, it's, it's interesting, you know, what some of these employers can do. You know, they'll have GPS mm-hmm. on the phone and all of that. So that's why, you know, I remember one time I was working somewhere and, you know, playing with the phone and figuring it out. I figured out how to kill all incoming calls so the phone could mm-hmm. not, you know, receive any phone calls in. And because, you know, I was a field, you know, um, engineer, so I was out and about quite a bit. And I'd get everything I needed to get done within the first three hours of the day and then go to lunch and go home for the rest of the day. And they Mm -hmm. could never figure out where I was or what I was doing because I was able to remote back to my computer at work. So basically, you know, if they were looking at the, you know, the – you know, all of the delivery information, all the, you know, and, and and they traced the IP address, it would trace back to my office, but I was nowhere near it. So they couldn't really <laughs> figure out where the hell I was or <laughs> Damn. Damn. what I was doing. <laughs> I would just close my tickets out slowly through the day, making it seem like I'm just closing it. But if they called the, you know, the people I was working with, Oh, she got that done earlier today. Blah blah blah. She was excellent. We love the service. Blah blah blah. But you know, that's how I learned how to cover myself, especially since I was fighting with them for a number of different reasons. Oh, you don't want to pay me? You gonna pay me full time for part time work? That's what we gonna do. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. You That's know, so, you know, the technology. Exactly. Exactly. Until I found another gig that I was going to like more. And then I moved on. And then all hell broke loose when I left. They thought it was going to be great after I left, but it didn't quite work out that way. Got almost the entire middle management staff fired. Fired or laid off. How about that? Like I told them, oh, I can't work here, neither can you. How about that? So, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And that's where I was with that. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, I'm just telling people to be careful. You know, we were talking yesterday about being on the network. And, 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 you know, you have a lot of people that like to use WhatsApp. And, you know, I use that a lot as well. But Facebook purchased WhatsApp. So it's not as secure as some people want it to be or some people believe that it is. You know, you're being tracked. Even with some of this locking people in place, it's basically, you know, again, they're they're counting heads. They're trying to see where everybody is, what everybody is doing. And to a certain degree, I think it's kind of some experimentation happening here as well, some social experiments to see who's going to listen, you know, what are they going to be doing. I mean, you know, the pandemic kind of caught me by surprise. We know these things come. You know, they come and they go. However, I wish that it had not happened while we had the cheddar tater tot in office, you know, because it wouldn't have had the pandemic if the cheddar tater tot wasn't in office. Well, that's a good question, you know, because he sabotaged our response from the very beginning by saying that it was Mm -hmm. a hoax and not really wanting to respond, but him and his cronies, and I'm talking about the politicians as well, they knew what was happening and they dumped their stocks, you know, and and positioned themselves to to, to be shielded from this, you know, depression and this pandemic. You know, in one of the articles Mm -hmm. I posted, I was talking about, well, it was talking about a concierge type of healthcare service. So you pay $80,000 for six months of concierge premium health care. So it has saved a lot of rich people's lives and given them access to the coronavirus test and to the medications to help save their lives. But think about it, $80,000 for six months, and you get rushed mm-hmm. to the front of the line, and then people are acting like they don't understand while people are trying to pull out pitchforks and, and, and torches right now and ready to march the streets. But, you know, that's the thing. It's not enough people that are outraged enough. And like I said, the only thing that's really going to outrage a lot of Americans is when the price of a Big Mac is $20 and they cannot afford to buy their child a Big Mac. And quite a few people are seeing that right now. So I think it's interesting how, you know, a lot of Mass this inflation. is coming into play. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. Mass inflation. Exactly. You know, it's um, you know, it's like what we do to other countries to destabilize them, make everything inflated, but they're doing it to us right now. You know, I think it. I think, like you said, so many people were revolting and questioning authority the past ten, fifteen years. So they knew this was going to happen. So hey, let's give them all these distractions and let's surprise them with this. You know, because as we talked about yesterday, I think the whole impeachment thing was bullshit. Democrats knew that shit wasn't yes. going to go through. The whole Russian thing was bullshit. It wasn't going to go through. It was no, always I think, a I think the Russian thing wasn't bullshit. But you, know my, you know my difference of opinion on that. It happened. You know, I mean, from everything I've read, everything I've looked at, it happened. From every, even things I've seen and also managing BAAU, that happened. I remember we had a, 
I had to kick out about 150 accounts that were saturated the group, and these people weren't even, um, these people were Russian, you know. Mm-hmm. I can see the IP but address where these people were coming from. So, yeah, I asked happened. this, though. I asked this, though. One, how do we know it wasn't our own people doing it? Two, why is it that all the nations outside of the Western European, no, all the Western European and American stations, the countries outside of them, they said it was bullshit. All of them were saying it outside of the Western world. I don't know about that. So I have to question that. I don't know about that because I remember um, Obama and a lot of security agencies were saying the same. Were saying the same thing. Look, this is a problem. This is what we have going on right now. So. I, I I I doubt that very seriously. Wherever you got that information from, I I, I doubt it because I've three months seen before the election. Yeah, I've seen three months before the election. Obama said it was impossible to trigger and manipulate our elections. He said it was well, impossible. Well, he was lying. Yeah, he was lying. I mean, the guy was lying. The guy was you know trying to give the appearance, but look what he did. He kicked out all these Russians and stuff like that. There was some like, – I'm telling you like this, straight up. I know from being a party insider, looking at, in, you know, internal polls and things like that, some fuckery happened, okay? I know some fuckery happened. So, yeah, it, it, it's real. It, it didn't have nothing to do with Hillary Clinton being one of the hated, most hated candidates ever. Nothing to do with that. I'm saying like this. That was the I'm primary thing. One second now. Now, I'm saying what happened was a perfect fucking storm. You had, uh, just exactly. like presidential candidates, you had, um, good God, bro, shut the hell up. Okay, you had, um, <laughs> I know when the bird shut up. I know they're not amazing. No, he didn't. <laughs> um, you know, you had a situation where um, Hillary Clinton was not like, you had Michigan that wasn't feeling Hillary Clinton. You had in Florida a lot of uh, black men in um, Jacksonville not feeling Hillary Clinton and pissed mm-hmm. off just for the sake of being pissed off. You had a lot of people that said, you know, fuck this, we're staying home. We had uh, um, a voters that were like, you know what, screw this, I'm not voting. You know, you had also you had uh, political activists that were mad about what happened in the last election. We're mad about the last election. Say, you know what? Hey, you know we're not doing this. So, you know that's what happened. You know, so it's now, a I can agree with that more than I can agree with that more than people just outright saying it was Russia. Because I, I it mean, wasn't just yes, Russia. Might, it was a number of different things altogether. You well, know, it was a number of different things. Yes, let's say Russia did do it. Is it any different it than any of the hundreds? Let's say, is it different than any of the hundreds of companies, I mean, uh, countries that we've destabilized? We fuck with their elections. It's just somebody got over us then, if that's the point. So the thing is, yeah, two I mean, wrongs don't make a right. Was, I said when it happened, and I say the same thing today, this is the fucking you got for the fucking you get. <laughs> you know? I can agree with that. I can agree with that. What it was is that. that we destabilized Russia. We we destabilized the Soviet Union by making sure that Boris Yeltsin got elected. The Clintons did that. So yes. you know, turnabout is fair play. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, a lot of it has yeah. to do with the war in Afghanistan. With the Soviets. Huh? 
America it has a lot to do with the war in Afghanistan with the Soviets. America and Israel purposely sabotaging with the rest of the Western world. Now, I'm not saying they were both and there Pakistan, for a good reason. And Pakistan and, and Saudi Arabia. Let's get it right. Yep. We're going to say it. But a lot of people right. don't know. A lot of people don't know what was happening there when the Soviets were there. They were teaching women how to read. They said, you need to go to school. And they were giving people education. But like a lot of men in this world said, no, we can't have fucking women out doing us. That's what happened. And then those other countries got involved and fucked up the whole process. I mean, I'm sorry, but when not you're only... teaching the populace, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. No, no, go, go ahead. ahead. When I'm you're sorry. teaching the populace, no, no, babe, go ahead. When you're teaching the populace to be very intelligent, to think for their own, that is a threat to people who want them to stay stupid. Because as soon as after the Soviets lost, the women that were in school, they had acid thrown in their faces, they were killed, and they were beaten to death. And they were raped constantly for wanting a better life. Hey. And the men who helped hey, look, them, they I'm were killed I'm not saying what our actions were in that war were, were a good thing. Never a would. I mean, I think that was kind of stupid because now we we got we got our blowback. We got our payback, which was called September 11th. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, that, 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 I mean those, them's a fact. And, and the um, Mujahideen that we helped, they came back at us. That, that's what's called blowback. That's what I'm talking about. It's called blowback. Yeah. Right, and what's so interesting about it is, yeah, they didn't want these women thinking for themselves. They didn't want these women having any type of independence or no need to have, you know, that male figure to take care of them. So, you know, you have a lot of patriarchy, sexism, misogyny, Mm -hmm. all involved in all of that. And so, you know, we have to acknowledge, you know, everything that's been going on there. But, yeah, now it's easier to control an ignorant society. People who cannot read, people who just depend on other people telling them what to think and what to do, which is why sometimes religion is dangerous in certain situations, which is why, you know, I'm really worried about what's happening in this country when you have these white evangelicals who have influence over these black and brown churches, some of them anyway, and you have mm-hmm. these people and their their responses to the coronavirus. You know, some of these mm-hmm. churches haven't service anyway. And then all of a sudden people in, in the church, you know, there are several people in the church that are now sick. A few of them have tested mm-hmm. positive. There was a situation in India with some, some guru guy. He was in Italy as mm-hmm. well as Germany. Then he went back to India, you know, and Beijing, and he basically infected 15,000 people, you know, and, and well, he, he, okay, well, I won't say he infected 15,000 people. He interacted with 15,000 people. And so now they are on lockdown as well. And he was out there preaching his particular gospel or whatever it is that he was teaching. But, you know, he felt that he would be protected because he was a believer, and, you know, but that's not the only, I mean, you know, I see some black and brown and white atheists out here trying to say that all of this is a hoax as well. And I'm just looking mm. and shaking oh, my you head. Oh, want to talk about that? And, oh, well, no, you not really. But let me make my other point. Let me, well, let no, me make let my point and come back to that. We can come back to that. But, you know, you see them out here doing these things. And then I'm going to tie it into the Russian thing. There is a lot of Russian money going through some of these churches and the atheist community. So sometimes yeah. you're yeah. talking to people that have been paid off. 
people who are being paid to deliberately give people misinformation. And then also with some of these organizations, especially if they're not a 501c3, some are 501c3s, but, you know, you have organizations like American Atheists that went from being a 501c3 to a 501c4. And when you change that designation like that, you can take in money and not have to declare who your, you know, your, your contributors or donors are. And that's happening around the country, and this is why one of the reasons why when we talk about Donald Trump and his reelection and black, more black and brown people voting for him, one of the reasons why is because he basically relaxed the Johnson Amendment. He will not allow the IRS to go after these preachers that are preaching politics from the pulpit, but he's also turning many of these churches into political action committee in which a lot of money will be funneled through these ministries for them to do as they please and to, to basically support whatever politician that they want. And that is very dangerous. We thought we had some fuckery and foolishness to deal with with the word of faith, prosperity gospel, megachurches. Just imagine what is getting ready to come and to happen with these churches now being empowered to be political action committees. So, you know, I want people to think about these types of things. And another one, another thing that I want to make sure that people pay attention to, you know, I've been saying this for years that, you know, the the, the, the culture, the, the society is being basically ready for another Hitler Mussolini type of dictator to yeah. rise up. Trump is not yeah. that dictator. He is a test nope. run for someone more intelligent and insidious to get into office, but especially now that the U.S. market has tanked and this pandemic, mm-hmm. we need to be extremely careful because now – you know, again, this is a perfect storm, and we're sitting back mm-hmm. and we're watching this, and I need for people to do their due diligence and to be vigilant, very vigilant, because yeah. right now this is a make-or-break type of situation, not only in this country yeah. but everywhere else, because I need people to understand when America sneezes, everybody else bounces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Look at Brazil. Look at all the uh, right-wing fascists that are popping up in Eastern Europe. Yes. This is actually it's, it's been white, something that's been going on for a while, but he hyped them up more. A, this is the president of the United States. People got angry with me because we did a show in 2012, and I talked about black nationalism and white nationalism specifically in the atheist mm-hmm. community. And as we were talking yesterday, there is no difference between some of these conscious black men and a white supremacist. It's the same message. Exactly. One wants it in white face, one wants it in black face. But even during that mm-hmm. time, 2011, 2012, 13, 14, Raina and I specifically talked about the global white supremacist movement and what was happening. I will post articles mm-hmm. from, you know, France and Italy and Germany and what they were doing to the Jewish people over in France and all of that. Mm-hmm. And I actually had people getting angry with me about posting things that were happening in these other countries. And I say, you need to understand yeah. that this is coming to a city near you. This is, this is yeah. always how this story falls into place. You know, and, and, and they Steve, use the same um, Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's the same trickery. That's it's why, the same bullshit. And that's why it Go kills ahead, me when a lot of black – that's why it kills me when a lot of black people say, well, we need to do this ourselves. We just need to buy ourselves. Well, we've had towns and cities to ourselves, and they got yes. fucked up with us doing it to buy ourselves. So no one's thinking about that, you know, because you can isolate yourself all you want. 
but that's going to leave you more of a target because you have all this fucking enemy, these enemies around you. That is I'm right there with you. We know how yeah. to we know how to create wealth. The problem is how do we keep it? Because they come and take it and burn the cities down, kill us, and chase mm-hmm. us off. And then several generations later, you know, people don't understand why they don't want to go back to Wilmington. They just know that their grandparents and their great grandparents they never returned to that city. Yeah, Wilmington, North Carolina. Yeah, Wilmington, North Carolina. I grew up 45 minutes north in Jacksonville. Yeah. Not only that, a lot of people don't know, there was a bombing in Jacksonville, North Carolina at a school, and little black kids died. A lot of people don't know that. It wasn't just Wilmington, but there were so many of them. But that's that's part of our history. That's part of America. You squash out the fucked up shit because you got to put off this image of like, hey, we're the beacon city on the hill can't do that. Mm-hmm. You oh, got to yeah. stop that. And, but you know, you the fact that remember... all these other countries, mm-hmm. all these other countries are warning their citizens about coming to the United States for the past 20 plus years. Warning their citizens. Yes. It is a dangerous thing for you to come to America because if the police don't kill you, the supremacists are going to kill you. It's simple because exactly. the police are supremacists anyway. And the thing and is, I like to go back right to the church thing. That... Mm-hmm. Go ahead, honey. No, no, I no, like go. to go back on the church thing. You know, that's why all these laws have been in play, uh, implemented, and these churches are being told to arm themselves, these mega churches. Black churches, they don't want that to happen. We're taught to be submissive. But these white churches, they're arming up. They are actually allowing people to stand there with guns to hold the church together. While it's not their church yes. getting fucked up, it's ours. But they're using mm-hmm. ours to actually influ- influence theirs. Hey, we need to protect ourselves. But our preachers, well, our churches have government. police departments. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. In our, in our, and there are some churches and, that have their own police forces, and that's being allowed mm-hmm. to happen. I mean, some of these mega churches, I want people to understand, don't be fooled, especially in some of these black mega churches. There is a reason why the deacons are all male. You know, they don't have necessarily deaconesses, but many of those churches, their deacons have been trained by Homeland Security and the Secret Service, mm-hmm. which is why they have those microphones, the earplugs, the you know the watches, all of that stuff, because they have been trained and they will hurt you mm-hmm. because of the millions of dollars that come through a lot of these mega churches, you know, and they're not trying exactly. to lose their money, you know, because again, hyper capitalism. But no, I mean, you know, there have been some churches that were held up. People came in the church and robbed the entire church. Some HBCUs mm-hmm. experienced that as well. Someone would come into a lecture hall yeah. and hold up the entire lecture hall and rob everybody in those rooms. We need to be vigilant. We need to know how to shoot back. Yeah, yeah, we got to. We have to know. We have to know how to organize. And I think that's what what we should be doing. We should be going to our neighbors. We need to know our neighbors. You know, because if we need to know our surroundings, that means we need to know our neighbors. I'm not saying you got to be friends with them or love them, but you got to know your neighbors. Because what I sense does it neighbor. make to live next to someone? Yeah, and that makes sense. I know the neighbors right around me. Because my thing is, if I'm going to be living in a place, I need to know who the fuck is there. I want to know. I don't want to have to be their friends if I don't have to. But you need to know who the people you're around. And as you yeah. said, Kim, all right, I'm hearing something in the around. background there, like dishes or something. Oh, I'm sorry about that. That was me. Oh, I okay. needed more ice. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> well, go ahead, Zip. <laughs> you know, and you know, and as you're, you know, that's why you see these videos of women speaking out in church about rape or uh, molestation, and they're getting pushed out the church because, and they're yes. being recorded. They don't want them. They don't want the outside public to know that because if these people really understood, these people within the church wouldn't be defending these men. So by saying, "Oh, she's lying," or "What a push under the rug," and these pastors wouldn't be telling these women, "Hey, your husband's beating you. He's raping you. Don't worry about it. Just pray for it." No, you stop it. Because I'm like this. I don't believe in God, but I will say this: a loving God that you are believing in, He wouldn't want you to be in torture the rest of your life. He wouldn't want that. Because hey, let me tell you something about this. So, uh, yeah. Oh, I said they have this mm-hmm. situation. This pastor down here in Tallahassee, right? Now this fool got caught. You might have heard the story before. This fool got caught. I knew the guy. He got caught in somebody else's, some other man's house in his bed, banging his wife. The man mm-hmm. made the man leave the house, butt ass naked. He almost killed him. He didn't do it, but he was going to kill him. And um, mm-hmm. What happened was the pastor was embarrassed. You know, they kicked that woman out of the church, and they kept the pastor. Yeah, yep. I believe it. I believe yeah, it. they, they you know. always blame the victim. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, women, oh, yeah. like there was person. another church in Florida. There was another church in Florida, and the, the pastor was, you know, the church was growing. It was turning into a mega church, and the pastor got busted for child molestation, being a pedophile. And so he went to church to jail, and when he was released from jail, the church put all the children out of the church and put them somewhere else to bring that pastor back to that congregation. Bullshit. Fucking terrible. Fucking terrible. They have a pastor right here up in Tallahassee, and because of this Andrew Gillum thing, I'm sure his time is coming very soon, too. So you're going to hear in the news at some point in time in the next six to eight months about another pastor here in Tallahassee that was um, – like in the little boys. Yeah. So. And, you know, it's crazy. You know, some of them are so anti-LGBT, and they're fucking with LGBT people all the time. You know, oh, same and that's thing probably the Gillum. only thing that I mean, people... Andrew Gillum wasn't yeah. anti-LGBT, but what he was, he went to a church that was very anti-LGBT. And everybody knew this man was gay. If you knew, I can tell if you knew some shit. If you did, if if you knew or didn't know, this man was gay, because only insiders knew this shit. Actually, and some people who actually knew him personally. But you could tell. I mean, the man talked like this all the time, and that's not a big deal in Florida because there's some dudes that talk like that and they're not gay. But his ass was like flaming. He had to get elocution classes just to sound more masculine. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm dead ass. I'm dead ass serious. I, I mean, because I remember when I ran against him, I was just like, "Oh my goodness, this guy is flaming. This is insane." How, how you know? My thing is, this? my thing is, I'm Go not ahead. concerned more so about the, the him being gay or bisexual. I'm more concerned about the fucked up shit he was doing. You know, because yeah, I think I mean, you know you're right. That's what, Jacob, what, that's he was what I was about. concerned about. But here, here's the problem. Here's what I was concerned about. It was his little crew of people that he hung out with, um, all of them were up to no good. Um, the reason why I ran against them was because I wanted to knock out their $100,000 slush fund that they were passing mm-hmm. from candidate to candidate, and I did that. Um, no, but the reason why I ran against them was because I knew he was blackmail central, 
anybody who could put a boy in front of him, you know, a little skinny little white boy in front of him, um, that he's going to go for it and really? take a video of it. Now you can get anything you want out of him. Really? This blackmail. That part I didn't know. That part I didn't know. Damn. Yeah, I think I told you this. You Damn. just forgot. Yeah, I've no, I didn't know about him. They're putting like a, a young dude right in front of him, but like kind of fucking set him up or put him. Yo, that's that's fucked up, dude. I yeah, that's really fucked up. That yeah, that's, yeah, that's terrible shit. That's, and you know what? The motherfucker should be in jail hard. anyway. He should be in jail anyway. Huh? My opinion. I think he should be locked up well, anyway. Well, the FBI. Well, you see, there's a. I mean, I think I told you part of the long story about how the FBI got even involved in Tallahassee. There's a long yeah. story about that. Now, what they're trying to say is now, like, the black community is trying, Tallahassee is trying to say, oh, he was set up. No, if it was a set up, his ass, someone would have blackmailed him. It wouldn't have came out the same time it happened. Okay? Yeah. He would have been charged with something. He wasn't charged with anything. You know? No, he just fucked up. So He just fucked yeah. up. Yeah. But there is a law also in Florida saying that if someone is an OD situation, they're not going to charge anybody. So, but there's some other stuff that goes around on along with this too, and people yeah. have known it for years. So, uh, back to and the thing back is, to is that I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. So you honey, were saying what's your question? You go ahead. No, Kim, you. No, Kim, you go ahead. Yeah, you know, I was going to switch to a different subject real quick. You go ahead and finish. I'm sorry. Oh, no, that's okay. I was just going to say, you know, with the situation with Andrew um, Gillum, we just have to remember that people are human. And, you know, I find it disappointing, you know, that he couldn't live his authentic life. And I'm hoping Mm -hmm. some good comes from this situation because, you know, part of me hopes that, you know, his political career is not necessarily dead. However, you know, a lot of this had started coming out when he was running for governor. And, you know, they had the FBI investigation happening at that time. And it's a lot more happening with that story than the public understands or knows about. But these things are starting Mm -hmm. to come out. And it's not only Gillum, but, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you this about Gillum. Gillum knew the FBI was investigating since the time about, from the time I ran against him, because I went and told his buddy, you know, I'm not going to say his name, but I told his buddy, sit there and said, yeah, the FBI is investigating, so all y'all motherfuckers better clean up your act. Did they clean up their act? No. So I can look at it like this. Fuck them. Play through the games. For real. Yeah. Because one thing I always yeah. do before I take you out politically, I always let you know, look, I'm coming for you. I know that's kind of like um, arrogant. That's kind of a lot of different things. It may be stupid in some ways, but that's how I operate. Like, if I'm going to come for you, I'm going to send you a message. And this guy, I made sure mm-hmm. I sent him a freaking message. Look, I'm coming for you. I'm going to cause you to spend all your money. I'm coming. And that's what I do. And that's how I know they they, they, they just they just garbage. They garbage human beings. They sold their people down the road so many times I can't even count. That's why I ran against them. Because um, I was I was a friend of his before that. You know, you can look that stuff up. I was a friend of his before that. But once I saw that, I was like, mm I gave him the benefit of the doubt before that. After that I was like, mm No. And some of the crap they I have a question. Yeah. Mhm. I have a question. Go ahead. Um, I know I'm from North Carolina, families from Texas and Tennessee, and I've realized within the black and brown community, 
even though many people are LGBT, they are hated so much. And that's why I kind of wonder, yeah, Gil might have been a piece of shit, but how much of that self-hatred that he dealt with his entire life from the other people in his community, especially men, really affect how he became? I just oh, have to wonder. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure that had a big thing to do with it. You know, because this is guy, one of the guys that also got busted, this guy named Ryan Terrell. He also got busted for this, but um, he, you know, he was definitely the most qualified in a lot of races he ran. In fact, even one year I helped him sound more butch when he went to these churches. You know, I was like, okay, you got to sound like this, you got to move like this, you got to do like this when you go to these churches, you know, because they're not going to accept your gayness, unfortunately. And I'm sorry, but you're a different world. But Yeah, yeah but with the Ryan Terrell, he was caught for selling meth. So I just want to make sure we yep, clear that yep. up, that he was arrested for selling meth. Yes. The same, yep. possibly the that. same meth that Andrew was using. Damn. And they were arrested uh, on the same th- day within hours of each other. Yeah. I did hear about yep. that. With that uh, guy. I did hear about that. Yeah. I about that. And I know oh, all these people. Can I, can I bring up something about the coronavirus, um, COVID-19? Um, we know it's going to be absolutely terrible in Louisiana right now. They're saying that they might be the new epicenter. But no one's talking a lot about Florida because you guys had some of the same shit going on, but it was more widespread. It wasn't just in New Orleans. All the people at the beach. And let me tell you about uh, how stupid Florida is. Let me tell you about how stupid Florida is. My brother-in-law, he decided to go drive the church van today because they had service. Knowing damn well this thing is spreading like wildfire. And this idiot went to go. Uh, yeah, you can tell I don't like the guy very much. But yeah, this idiot yeah. went ahead and did that. I talked to my sister. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Because he's immune compromised. She's immune compromised. You know, they got all yeah. the risk factors, and yet this idiot went and did that. I got because, this young you know, cousin from Texas. Saves. I got this mm-hmm. young cousin from Texas. It's very religious, but she went out to Florida. To celebrate this shit. So think about it. All these people from all over the country that went out to Florida and uh, Mardi Gras and shit. How much of that fucking spread went back in? And you know where it was worse? Down in the south, the southeast, because their governments lied to these people. So, oh, it's nothing to worry about. Why all these other states are shutting the fuck down? And that's where it comes into the lack of literacy or knowledge. Because you look at more educated places. You know, I look at Colorado. We had some fucked up people here. They were going to the park, but the majority of people were staying in the house. So I mm-hmm. understand, you know, some people make stupid decisions, but as a whole region, I have to wonder, why does a group of people, not just black, but white as well, not want to become more literate? And that's why I think the religious part comes in, because they bring in this religion. Right. And I understand that they, they love their religion, they love their beliefs, but they cast out anything else, and it's always God will protect us. God will get us through it. No, God gave you two feet. He wants you to do stuff too. You can't rely on a God or someone else to tell you these things. You have to take the what the initiative to do this shit yourself. So I sit back and I wonder with all these people in the South, how fucking illiterate or non-knowledgeable these people are. Because I look at the Midwest, and it's the same thing. These people have been denied education, but they don't take the chance to know it themselves because we're a click away from finding out anything we want. So I have to ask, what is the problem with that? But we yeah, got to I mean, be careful have, with have, that. 
And the reason why the reason mm-hmm. why I say we have to be careful with that is because a lot of you know a lot of these people are in desperate situations. Some of them can't read. Mm-hmm. Some of them can barely yeah. read. Some of them are literate. Mm-hmm. However, they don't necessarily understand what's being said to them mm-hmm. in the Bible and how they're being manipulated by these pastors and even some of the other church mm-hmm. members. So some of them are in desperate situations. Some of them are poor, just mm-hmm. looking for a way out. And, you know, in, mm-hmm. in some cases, you know, these people have been traumatized. And, you know, mm-hmm. for some of them, you know, some of them that, you know, found solace in alcohol and drugs, sometimes mm-hmm. Jesus takes the place of that or, you know, sex addiction or any other thing. Yeah. And, you know, it gets kind of complicated. And so that's one of the reasons mm-hmm. why, you know, I, I've been a little bit more softer and gentler when talking about Christianity, especially black Christians in a black community, mm-hmm. because we have gone through and suffered so much that, you know, we've been traumatized. We have been traumatized. Mm-hmm. And the truth of the matter is they have instilled that Bible and that religion in us so deeply. It is so ingrained in us that in this fear has been passed down from generation to generation. Mm-hmm. If we walk away from this religion, walk away from believing in God, then what? Who's going to help us? Yeah. Because, you know, in many yeah. cases we can't help ourselves, let alone someone else. So, you know, again, that fear. Because white Christianity is based on oppression and fear. They know exactly what they're doing and what they're saying. And, again, like I said yesterday, with black people, they want, especially black Christians, they want you preaching and teaching forgiveness from the pulpit to the press conference. And, and, And that's been one of the downfalls. That's been, you know, what's been happening. Because even with this coronavirus right here, black and brown people are not being tested they are just simply no. not testing black and brown people, and they're going to expect black and brown people to forgive them. And what I'm saying is I need people to understand what's happening now with some of these corporations and even with the federal government. They are setting themselves mm-hmm. up for some class action lawsuits. And I'm telling people don't be afraid to participate in these lawsuits because there's a lot of harm that's being done, you know, irreparable harm that's being done mm-hmm. Um, purposely by the state. So I need for you to understand what's happening. But, yeah, you know, I'm a little softer and gentler when I talk about that. And even with some of the white people in their Christianity, you know, they're in a desperate situation as well. So, you know, in in this country, you know, intellectualism has been vilified, especially by this administration. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, honey. Uh, I've got a lot of family in the South, most of them Mississippi and Texas. So I understand what you're saying. So maybe I should more so say it towards people my age who understand. Because a lot of us understand, but we're scared to take that leap. So what can we do to help them? What can we do to help them? Because let them keep yeah. the religion in it. But, you know, we can talk to them about the story. We don't have to tell them what their preachers tell them to keep them docile. We can tell them about the Hebrews. The Hebrews broke bad, and they said, fuck it. But they don't tell them that in the church, because I sat there in a lot of church meetings. I used to go all the damn time. But they refused to talk about the Hebrews fighting back. And I think if people knew those stories more often and they were told those things, they would actually step outside of their comfort zone and realize, hey, this is what this book is really telling us. It's to fight for freedom. You have to fight for your own freedom. And, yes, God will help you so much, but it's up to you. And I think – 
That's why I'm upset about it more so is because you're right. These preachers are telling them to be docile, and they actually know better. So we right, need so, to, and I want to know how. How do we do that? Oh, yeah. So what's interesting is you brought this up about the Hebrews and how they fought back. And it took them 400 years to get to that particular mm-hmm. promised land, right? Well, mm-hmm. the first black person arrived, well, okay, the first enslaved black person or mm-hmm. African arrived in this country in 1619 in Virginia. And mm-hmm. it is now 2020. So it's 400 years later. What are we in store for? Are we about to see that change? And I'm not looking at this from a spiritual standpoint, but, I mean, if we're going to do some correlation, you know, are, is this the light at mm-hmm. the end of the tunnel? Is this, is this country yeah. getting ready to have that paradigm shift as we were talking about yesterday? So I just find it interesting that you brought that up about the Hebrews, and, you know, they were out there 400 years. So 1619 to 2020, that's 400-plus mm-hmm. years. So what is yeah. ahead of us? What's getting ready to happen? You know, and I don't want people on the, you know, listening to start rolling their eyes, but I mean, if we're going to take that particular, you know, example in that particular context, well, let's let's put that in a context of today and what black mm-hmm. and brown people, but especially black people, descendants of enslaved folks in this country, what we've experienced. Mm-hmm. Now, with this, you know, this economic depression, this this crash that we've been living in with this pandemic, is this going to offer us and open up opportunities that have never been offered and opened to us before? But again, as we said, this system is not broken, it's working according the way that it should mm-hmm. work, according to the way that it was set up. So will there be a paradigm shift? Will there be a fundamental change? Can we force progressive change in this country, which is why I was talking about the general strikes, and we're starting to mm-hmm. see more of that around the country and, and starting basically a day where, or several days where nobody spends any money, nobody goes to work, bring these people to their knees, bring them to the table, and force the change that we need. So, you know, I'm just Mass kind of spaghetti at the wall right now. Yeah. But do you feel where I'm coming from with this? Absolutely. And I think with that, in that case, then, you know, instead of a lot of atheist agnostics, because I used to be guilty of this, we need to go across the table then. You know, we're, like Malcolm said, we're not going to agree on religion. We're not going to agree on beliefs, but we got to leave that on the outside. At this point, we have to use that correlation between the religion, but with us as well, what we're expecting. Because without cohesion, it can't happen. And there's too many separations. So at this point, even those who don't believe in that, we have to go to church. We have to go to church. We have to sit with these people. We don't have to pray. We don't have to do all the other stuff. But these are not ours. These are our comrades. These are people that need someone to fight for them. Because it's not that we're fighting for them. We're really fighting for ourselves also. Because you can't fight for someone else unless you're willing to fight for yourself. So in that aspect... A lot of us atheists and agnostics, not most of not a lot of us, well, a lot of us, yeah, we have to understand. It doesn't make us free thinkers to hate these people. That makes us just as close-minded as some of them. So as you're saying, you know, we've got to do something to communicate with them, even if it means correlating with their religion and telling them stories about their religion that they haven't heard about. Because a lot of us grew up in the church, and we know these stories, and we read the complete Bible. With us knowing that knowledge, it's up to us to uplift them to want to fight back to you. 
Right. And see, and I want to make sure we put this caveat out there. We are not Hebrew Israelites. <laughs> okay? No, no, so, no. We, we, we ain't Power Rangers. <laughs> we no, and I'll tell you this, though. There ain't no way I'm going to no damn Hebrew Israelite synagogue, whatever, mm-hmm. them people crazy. You know? Yeah, they, I'm they sorry. They, no, they crazy. I mean, they worse than hotels. They worse than hotels. They worse than hotels. They worse than the man. They use white supremacists. Those are the main ones that use white supremacist uh, uh, memes and stuff, talking about black people, Africans. So, yeah, that yeah. no part of them. I wanted to make sure. Yeah, yeah but I yeah, wanted to make yeah, sure I hit that because I was talking about those 400 years. So I just want to make sure mm-hmm. people, you know, don't get confused about it. But we're down to the last four and a half minutes of the show. And I already know we're going to end up taking this offline and talking about this some more. But it's one or two other things that I want people to pay attention to. Um, Even with um, Donald Trump and what's happening with him right now, he is going to ignore oversight provisions in the stimulus bill. And I'll post an article Mm -hmm. later from Mother Jones talking about that specifically. But he's saying that they have no, you know, jurisdiction over him. So he's going to ignore the oversight and spend the money and designate the money any way that he and Mnuchin sees fit. And it's important. Yeah, why do Democrats keep on always falling for the banana in the tailpipe? That's the thing that kills me. They always fall for the banana in the tailpipe. You know, you knew this. I mean, it's like you impeach this motherfucker. So why in the hell are you going to give him what he wants? That's like, you're some idiots. Idiots. You don't give him shit. They make I so mean, many compromises, I, I, but all, it's, it's, it drives me crazy too, Jacob. It's, hmm? yeah, and that's why I think it's a two-headed snake. They know what's going to happen. As I said yesterday, as I said, the red side, the red end of the snake is a viper. It's going to poison you. The blue side of the snake, it's a python, and it's going to strangle you. Either way, you're dying. You've got to cut that snake in half. Well, I look at it like this. I've talked to some of my party friends, and what we're saying is this, is that um, if the Democrats manage to lose this next election, then there's going to be a new party, period. So, Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're being forced into a corner. Either create these new parties or infiltrate the Democratic Party like the Tea Partiers did the Republicans. So infiltrate the Democratic Party and just take it over. But I personally well, believe we're the third and fourth part. But right. But the, see, that's already happening, but it's not happening fast enough. So we'll right. We'll see. Yeah, and as I told y'all yesterday, I don't think it's possible within this system. I don't think it's possible. I just don't think it's impossible within the system to make such a drastic change. That it affects everybody. We're going to continuously There's get scrapped. There's not... drastic changes. Hell, look, we got Trump. Trump has been a drastic change. Yeah, but how long until we think for ourselves to change it the right way? That's why I say the system, as Kim said, is working the way it's supposed to work. It's not working to help us out as working class people. And I'm not expecting anyone to subscribe to communism or socialism, but I expect people to want more. We want more and demand more. You know, that's that's really very important because, you know. Maybe I'll clean you up and run you for office. What's that? I said maybe I'll clean you up and run you for office. Hey, man, I'm still going to be ready either way, you know. (laughs) 
Hey, you know, I'm a linen in the city way, and he cleaned himself up, so why not, you know? Just saying. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, guys, like I said, we're down to the last minute of the show. So I want to thank Zeb, and I want to thank Jacob for coming on the show. You know, we're all BAAU, Black Atheists and Agnostics United International. And, you know, we have some very important things coming up, so keep an eye out for that. But, yeah, you know, we covered a lot of terrain today. And I know it's a lot of, you know, information that we're just throwing at you. And I do that on purpose. I want you to go and research what we said. Like I say, trust but verify. I want you to double check what we're saying and what we're telling you. And that's why I post the information as my way of putting it out there and to kind of intrigue or pique your interest, right, to encourage you to go out there and think critically for yourself, to question everything and everyone. Mm -hmm. That is not a bad thing. Whoever tells you that it's a bad thing to ask questions and to challenge them, then that's not your friend. That's not somebody you want to be around. And I have a lot of experience with that. I had to walk away from a lot of Christian friendships because they had me thinking I was crazy. I was getting being gaslit all over the place. So anyway, this is Kim with Black Free Thinkers. We are here to challenge you to think and live for yourself. And again, we're Black Free Thinkers, but not the Kanye kind. All right, everybody, you go on and you enjoy your Sunday. We appreciate you. Thank you guys for coming on to the show. And we will pick this up. In another chat, Jacob, let's let's make that happen. All right, good night, everybody. Can I say one thing? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.